on 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk. And we'll begin with the Irish Independent. I know a lot of people are very, very uh, engaged with the topic of whether we go cashless or whether cash is still king. And if you're allowed to pay with cash anymore, obviously uh, some businesses uh, still uh, and I use some of these businesses, they still only insist on cash. They don't want to take card. And then during COVID, of course, we had other businesses who said, we won't take cash, we'll only take card. So the front of the Irish Independent tells us that there's going to be a new law to force pharmacies and supermarkets to accept cash. So shops and pharmacies will have to accept cash as part of a new plan to keep physical money in the economy. Uh, they So we're talking here about supermarkets, convenience stores and pharmacies. They'll have to take cash, however other stores won't. Firms that operate ATMs may also be forced to make 10 euro or 20 euro notes available under the new central bank rules and banks will also have to provide ATM services in certain regions. This is all being signed off on by Cabinet today but uh, it looks like there will still be a role for cash in Irish society when you go into your chemist or at the local shop, they'll have to accept cash as well as card. Uh, interested to see what the other stores will be that don't have to accept cash. I know uh, particularly a lot of coffee shops might welcome the news that they may not have to accept physical cash, that they could just do card or Revolut or pay with their phone or whatever people do these days. Irish examiner Tonish Michal Martin has said he's open to developing a supervised injection centre for drug addicts in Cork. Uh, discussions on a medically supervised injection centre come after a spate of overdoses linked to powerful synthetic opioids up to 40 times stronger than heroin. Those overdoses occurred in Cork and Dublin. And Michal Martin said ethical and legal concerns would have to be addressed before providing a safe space for people to inject. So there was a big debate in Dublin about uh, these supervised injection centres. And now that debate, it would seem, will move to Cork. Uh, and to see if a facility can be set up there and can they get over the hurdles. Also, the front of the Irish Examiner, the year is 2024, but we're still spending €3 million posting pay slips to teachers. The Department of Education spent nearly €3 million posting wage slips last year, and that's despite the fact that the Department of Education said three years ago, in 2021, that postage costs must be addressed as a matter of urgency. Uh, So the department provides a payroll service to more than 150,000 staff across the country. Of course, not just teachers, uh, lots of people employed under the Department of Education and they're still getting their pay slips in the post. And I know that people who um, are retired are still getting their pension details or whatever posted out to them. So that's where we are. We're still posting out the pay slips. I suppose it's also uh, the government supporting the post office in one way because you have some government departments still paying uh, people through the post or giving them their pay slips to the post, which helps the post office as well. But the sum has been described as completely unacceptable by some TDs and uh, you can opt in to get an email to get your pay slip emailed to you. But apparently it's quite cumbersome and it's not easy to sign up. According to some teachers I've been speaking to, not easy to sign up to get the opt-in service for your uh, payslip by email. And now TD Paul McClawloff says that the electronic um, payslip should be opt-out 
only. So you should have to opt out if you don't want it emailed. Otherwise, it should be emailed to you. Uh, Ian Bailey, Sophie Tusk on the Plantier, of course, still on many of the front pages and inside the papers. There are multiple pages uh, dedicated to Ian Bailey's death. The Irish Sun keeps Sophie case alive. The Sophie Tusk on the Plantier murder case must be kept alive. Her family have insisted, despite the death of key suspect Ian Bailey, the Irish Daily Star, the usual suspect, Sophie filed for DPP, but Bailey, only man of interest, and the Irish Daily Mirror, Bailey is our only suspect. Ian Bailey was the only suspect a guard the cold case review team had for Sophie Tusk on de Plantier's murder, and there will still be a file against him sent to the DPP over her killing despite his death. The Irish Daily Mail says that there is going to be a blood test Uh, which can detect Alzheimer's risk 15 years in advance. A simple blood test can detect Alzheimer's up to 15 years before symptoms begin. Experts say it will revolutionise diagnosis. So some of the experts are very excited. The one thing I will say, when you read the papers every single day, Irish and UK, there's always uh, breakthroughs and news about Alzheimer's. So everything is described as groundbreaking and revolutionary and all that. The latest one is this blood test. A major trial found that the test was as accurate as the gold standard for diagnosing Alzheimer's. If you're interested in that, you can read more about it in the mail. The Irish Times tells us that residents of Oliver Bond house flats in Dublin are 2.4 times as likely to have asthma in their medical records as other patients attending the same GP practice in the area. Uh, This on the front of the Irish Times, residents of the flats complex in the Liberties have been calling on the local authority to fast-track regeneration plans for their area because residents there are living with mould and damp and now we have this uh, asthma risk as well. Then inside the papers, um, obviously we're now getting ready for Jocelyn. We did have Isha over the weekend. So a lot of the papers talking about the big clean-up operation underway. Uh, your heart would go out to all the people who still don't have electricity because if they get an orange warning in their area today with Jocelyn, it's going to make it very difficult to get the power back. But Nicola Barden is writing in The Sun about her 10-hour flight ordeal. So obviously very simple to fly Manchester to Dublin, a very quick what, 45-minute trip, but she's writing about her 10-hour flight ordeal. She says, I was on that plane while Aer Lingus had cancelled their flights between the cities. Ryanairs were still going and all seemed fine until we tried to land in Dublin. We had no idea the pilot had tried to circle a few times before attempting the runway, uh, but as I watched us try to hit the tarmac, we were soon back up in the clouds. And then the pilot, according to Nicola, told them that we weren't going back to Manchester, where we came from. We were headed to East Midlands. And then they were told that uh, East Midlands was full. So then they were sent to Paris instead. So you go Manchester to Dublin, very nearly land in Dublin, and then end up in Paris. Now, you're not sort of going around eating macarons and looking at the Eiffel Tower. They sat for five hours on the runway in Paris. Nicola had a vegan lasagna and a dead phone battery. And then after that, they flew back to Dublin. So a 45-minute trip became a 10-hour slog. And she says, never has coming home felt so good. You can read about that 
in the sun. In the Telegraph, sexism is alive and well uh, when it comes to talking about teenage girls and young girls. Fashion giant H&M, according to the Telegraph, has pulled an ad for girls' school uniforms after being accused of sexualising young children. The ad was published in Australia and it featured two girls in pinafore dresses with the slogan, Make Those Heads Turn in H&M's Back to School Fashion. The retailer has withdrawn the ad and apologised, but it's been criticised for promoting the campaign in the first place. And of course, uh, if they sell, I'm sure they do, if they sell boys' uniforms, they weren't uh, saying that the boys can make heads turn when they go back to school. It was all about the girls making heads turn. Yeah, that's in the Telegraph. Also in the Telegraph this morning, cars are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. New cars are growing wider by one centimetre every two years, according to a new report. And it's raising fears that drivers are struggling to fit into parking spaces. The average vehicle is now more than 180 centimetres, having grown by half a centimetre every year since 2001. And obviously a lot of the car parks were built years ago, so the spaces aren't big enough. This actually happened to me on Friday. I was in a supermarket car park and it was all SUVs. Nobody could park. They were all over the line. Uh, Largely, I, I would say, because they're not the best drivers, but also their cars are too big to fit into the spaces. So this is causing a huge problem. That's in the Telegraph. And one final one for you, if you're an Arsenal fan and you're planning on heading over to watch them play, the Sun is warning us uh, that they'll charge €31 for a sandwich, chips and drink. Uh, Fans are posting on social media their anger at the prices. This is a steak sandwich with chips and onion rings and a drink. And that's how much it costs, is €31. Euro. Uh, if you want just a sandwich, it's €20. Euro. A small portion of chips costs another fiver. Um, €23 euro for a pizza, €21 euro for a burger and chips. And it's bad news if you want to have a pint while watching Arsenal, or indeed any other Premier League club, because it's now been forecast that the price of a pint at a Premier League ground could hit €15 euro by 2030. This is why we all bring the uh, flask and sandwiches to Crow Park when you come up from the country, because you don't want to pay any of these prices. Now, those are the stories making the headlines. On 106 to 108 FM and Newstalk.com. This, this is Newstalk.